having built momentum with his audience through the cadence of the Beatitudes, today in our Gospel lesson, Jesus pushes into the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. His very first words not only provide us with an identity, but a positive calling to live into. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and then it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So how many of you got to hear our kids' choirs sing here at CTK last weekend? Any of you? Oh my goodness, aren't they the best? I just love when they sing. I just love it. Our kids' choirs are like booming right now, especially the little, little ones. Thanks to Janet's awesome work. Thanks to um, a bunch of new families with little, littles that are moving into the neighborhoods around Cross of Life. Thanks to um, uh, some great uh, new CTK families that have joined over there. So have you guys heard yet what happened when this new family from CTK, the Nordstroms, brought their girls over to Cross of Life for their first choir practice? Okay, okay I just got it. This, is the, just, this was just the best. Okay, so this is Robin and Annalise. They go to the second service. They sit right over here. So Robin and Annalise joined the choir, and they practice at Cross of Life. So they head over, and it's like, probably their first or second time in the building and they're meeting all these Cross of Life kids for the first time. So they go in and they have choir practice and Janet does an awesome job. I get to eavesdrop. So they have this great practice and then when it's done, Janet gives each kid a piece of candy at the end of practice. Should you do this for the adults too? No. no. <laughs> sorry Janet, sorry Janet. So she gives each kid a piece of candy. So that day she hands out a Starburst to every kid and she hands this to Annalise, and Annalise looks at it and says, but I don't like Starburst, and she burst into tears. Okay, enter Lauren Philippek. Lauren, I think she's in third grade this year, and she's been at Cross of Life a while, so she knows her way around the building, and she knows, like all Cross of Life regular kids do, that Joanne Tom keeps a jar of Smarties full on her desk at all times in the education hallway. So Lauren doesn't miss a beat, rocks right up to Annalise and is like, don't worry, it's okay. I know where you can get Smarties. And off they go, running down the hallways of the church together. Problem solved. If you ever see our middle school confirmation kids in church, writing furiously on paper, typing away on a tablet or an iPad, they are probably working on what, Hugo? One of their C-mails. These are what we call these forms that they fill out during worship. They take notes on the service, the decorations on the altar, what happened in the children's message, the music, the sermon. They write all of these notes. They have to do 24 of them in their two-year program with us. I know, 24. And as the teachers who read and respond to these C-mails 
our favorite of all the questions on the different CMOL forms is the one that says, pick a person who is at that service with you and observe them. Why did you pick them? What do you notice about them? Did you know that these students are like, like they could be watching you right now, <laughs> writing down everything that you do. And that question is, is always has the most entertaining answers. And some of them are funny, and some of them are really sweet, and some of them are very, very interesting. But this one stuck out to me this year, and thanks to Ryan King for saying, letting us share about it. So he wrote on his form that he was observing his mom, because she was sitting next to him in the pew. And he said that what he noticed he said she was the reader for that service, like the scripture reader, like Susan just did. Thank you, Susan. She was the reader, and Ryan, her seventh grader, wrote, I noticed that she was nervous before she went up and that she felt really good afterwards. Okay, so that's just a little thing. But it's also not, right? Like, that is also a huge thing. Because I don't know how much time you're spending around our middle and high schoolers right now, but a lot of them feel just a ton of pressure to perform, to not mess up, to be perfect, to not let us down. And for a lot of them, it makes it really hard for them to do things that are new or are out of their comfort zone, because the chances of messing up are so much higher when you do something like that, right? So what a cool thing for a mom to teach her child that it's okay to be scared, to do something that scares you, right? To put yourself out there and trust yourself and trust God and just give it your best shot. I'm so glad he got to see that from her. And, and I don't know how Colleen did on her reading that day. Like, I don't know if she nailed it and said every word perfectly. But, but don't you almost hope a little bit that she, that she messed up once or twice? Like, you know, that, that she didn't do it perfectly so that he could see that that was okay and that God didn't need her to be perfect and she didn't need herself to be perfect. And this goes for all of you, by the way. You all can lead. You all can lead in worship. You all can lead on committee teams in any role in this place. You don't need to be perfect. You do have what it takes. And if you ever mess up, that is a great thing because you are empowering everyone else to know that it's okay when they mess up too. So you're welcome, by the way, for all the opportunities I give you to, you know, extend grace to the people around you. You're welcome for all of those chances that I give you. This is what we do, right? God doesn't expect us to be perfect. We shouldn't expect it of ourselves. Anytime we mess up, just a chance to give and receive grace, which is such, such an awesome thing. So I just love that image of Ryan watching his mom and watching her be brave. Man, there were just so many incredible moments in this church in the past year. Like the moment that Nancy Walls' granddaughter Kirsten walks down this aisle in her wedding dress, same aisle, same piece of music from the Sound of Music that her mom walked down in 1991. Or when Bob Nitz's three boys came in to plan his funeral service 
And they all walked over to the wall of confirmation photos and they found every single one of them up there and showed, proudly showed off their crazy 70s haircuts, which boy, you guys had some real good looks back then. <laughs> I love, Fred, that you knew exactly what kind of burger order that George would want when he got released from hospice. I love the look of total confusion and bafflement on the faces of Lutheran social services, directors of fundraising and programs when, when we came to them and said that we wanted to make Aspen Center part of our capital campaign and they just looked at us and they're like, what? <laughs> like, churches don't, don't do this. Usually when a church does a capital campaign, they cut back their support for us for a while, which we totally understand and are fine with. You want to in increase it. <laughs> what? And I love that. I love that, you guys. I just love that. I am so fiercely proud of this place and of every one of those moments and of every single one of you who make those moments and a million others like them possible all the time, right? By your time and your money and your prayers and your hard work and the example that you set and the million little acts and big acts of compassion and kindness that you share with people around you all the time. This place would not be the same without you. It just wouldn't. Just by being here, just by being you, you make this place what it is. You make unity a place where kids know that they belong and that they have a place here and that they are cherished, cherished beyond their wildest dreams. And you make this a place where adults live their faith, right? They don't just talk about it. They let their actions speak for themselves, their faith and love for Jesus. You make this a place where people stick around, where we're in it for the long haul, where we build for the next generation, a place where we take care of each other, absolutely, but not just each other, right? Where we care and for people way beyond these walls, transform lives way beyond these four, well, eight, way beyond these eight walls, right? Those are the flavors of unity, and they are rare and they are precious. They are salt and light in a world that sorely needs both. Salt and light. In that gospel reading, Jesus doesn't give us a new level to attain. It's not a new role to try and become. Jesus says, this is what we already are. This is who we are. We our salt. We are light. He doesn't say, you wayward and sinful generation, change your ways and work to become salt in life. He says, this is who you are, both blessed and made to be a blessing. So, Jesus says, you might feel small, you might feel insignificant, 
but like a tiny pinch of salt or a little spark of light, you can make a tremendous difference. So go, go boldly, be who you were made to be. And for heaven's sakes, don't cover up your light. Let it shine. What a perfect scripture for an annual meeting day, hey? Well planned, somebody. And when we do go through all that, when we go through all of those spreadsheets and charts and slides, just remember that every single line on every single spreadsheet is one example of a way that unity was salt and light in this past year or will be in the year to come. And every single slice on every single pie chart is a place where God's Holy Spirit is moving through here. So don't worry, because this is not something that we can mess up. We are salt. We are light. All we have to do is not get in our own way, not get in God's way. Go, bless, boldly, be salt, be light. And I don't even really need to say that because this is something that you all already do so unbelievably well. So I'll just say thank you. Thank you for the flavor that you add. Thank you for the light that you shine, both individually and collectively. You are such a blessing to this place. May this place bless you in return, and may God use all of us to bless the world. Amen.